Welcome to the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Play games, create jobs, change lives. This is a show about how to build an esports business from literally anywhere in the world, where each week we showcase the journey of one inspiring esports entrepreneur and learn how they solved a particular problem that everyone will ultimately face. And now, to your host, Tom Leonard. I'm Tom Leonard, the host of the Gamers Change Lives podcast. When it comes to esports, I am definitely not the expert. I'm more of an explorer. The goal behind this podcast is to hear from esports entrepreneurs from all over the world, to hear their stories, to learn how esports can create jobs, and to hopefully inspire others. Our tagline is play games, create jobs, change lives. Today, I'm honored to have Achu, Achu, he'll, he'll correct my, my uh, no, pronunciation right. there, right. Sikanku from, 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 from Ghana. And he's based in the UK, but he's very active in esports in in Africa. So I'll let him fill in a bit of his background um, in a minute. So one of the reasons I'm really excited to talk today is about the um, the focus that we have on creating jobs. And here's a, here's a guy who has already done that. So welcome, Gabriel. Uh, Achu. Yeah, great. No, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get started in esports and gaming? I'm always interested in hearing people's very first experiences. So um, my professional background is quantity surveying in construction. So uh, I'm a construction expert, uh, dispute resolution, construction law. That's my professional background. However, my interest in gaming peaked, I think, just before COVID because uh, I'd seen uh, people get involved in Europe in, in gaming and esports. My, my son was just growing up, so he's got an Xbox, um, Xbox One, so he was playing. I was also trying to learn how to play and um, just got interested in, in seeing what's happening in Europe. Um, did a bit of research to see what's happening in the homeland and um, I got connected to a few people, um, Quasi, Silo, uh, Yuba, Solo, a few people from Ghana predominantly. And then, um, we rolled on from there. So do you, uh, do you travel back to Ghana? Yes, quite often, quite often. My interest is massive in esports and, uh, tech, the tech space in Ghana. So yeah, quite massive. I've got a few organizations in, in Africa. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're talking about jobs here. And our premise is that you can create jobs in esports pretty much anywhere in the world. Yeah. And you've already created jobs yourself. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Could you talk more about, about what, what kinds of jobs are, those are and how, how, you, how did you create them? I think uh, the whole thing is about trust because I, I keep telling people I just work for my phone and it's a simple iPhone and um, the rest of it is history. So we've got uh, EDS Meta, which operates um, Esports Africa News. And uh, that comes with 11 people working within the organization. So we've got editors, we've got photographers, we've got operations manager, reporters, writers in there. Um, we've got two esports teams, Tema Esports Club and um, Team Falcon. They've got uh, athletes and they've got team managers. We've got um, Play Tony, which is an, um, an esports um, tournament management website. And that's got three people working on it. Um, 
we've got the eSports Innovation Center, which is currently under design. So we've got quite a few things going. Um, other items that are associated with eSports are to do with GGC. It's a tournament operating website. We've got five people working there. Um, Stats GH is it's not directly associated with eSports, but I'm connected to them because they undertake surveys and um, data analysis uh, and other data associated stuff. So we've got three people working there. So they're not massive, but they are industries that have gotten people sort of out of the streets or people giving people some some stepping ladders. You know, they learn from what we do every day. They're improving every day. They, 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 they're getting a bit corporate, you know, writing letters, keeping notes, recordings, reports, stuff like that. That's that's really good. I mean, one of my inspirations for doing the whole podcast was Quasi and his interest in in helping people to you know even just just earn enough money to get off the streets, just like you're describing. So what you're describing is exactly what what we're looking for. What I like hearing is you're talking about a lot of different types of jobs. So many times people think the job in esports is to be a professional player, no. and that's just like in the entertainment business, the only job is to be an actor. And that's just not the case. There are so many other parts of it. And that's why it's really good to, to hear, hear you talking about more, uh, you know, a little broader, uh, scope of work. When you're looking to hire people in these jobs, yeah. are you looking to hire people who have the gaming experience or more skill experience or who, what are you looking for when you're hiring people? Sometimes it's a mixture. Well, so the first guy we got, um, was from a journalism background, nothing with esports, nothing with managing an organization, but we worked together because he believed in what I was doing and I gave him every tool he needed. So the trust was you provide me with content, knowledge about what I need to do and I'll deliver it. It took, between us, we started in June 2000, uh, 2021 and it was the two of us who ran the business until January. It was January that we had a massive recruitment drive. Uh, we had writers, uh, social media experts, graphic designers. And our graphic designers are all students, um, second year university students. Both of them are second year university students. Our operations manager is a single mom. Um, our shoutcaster is a journalist, journalism student. Um, our photo, photographer, editor is a student. Um, our writer is a graduate from the journalism school. You know, so it's a diverse group of people there. So long as you've got a skill and you're dedicated to the work we work through, we're not, because we're small and we are very flexible. We, you know, we, we do the Friday stand-ups and the Monday stand-ups. We get, we're always on WhatsApp talking to each other. So we gel together. We're like a family, you know. So I think we're not like your typical office people, but we deliver on KPIs, and that's all we need to do. So what? I, that, that, that's great. What I hear you saying is that you're you 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 you're not hiring just gamers to do other kinds of jobs. You're you're looking for a lot of people who are interested. Like when you're talking about hiring, uh, you know, the social media people and the journalists and so on. You're looking for people with those skills who may want to be working in esports uh, instead of trying to take an esports person and say, go write a story. Yeah, sort of thing. Exactly. No, you just do I have the right? Skill. You just need to have the skill and interest. You need to have the skill. No, it's great. No, because I was looking. No, because I was looking on your esports Africa news uh, site there, and it's like, man, you've got all kinds of jobs open posted there 
right now. So yeah. that's that's really good. So you were describing, um, is there an umbrella organization that covers all this? Did you did you that uh, that uh, esports Africa News is part of? Um, so the all the businesses are independently registered. Esports Africa News comes under one, which is EDS Meta. So they're all independently registered businesses because uh, my interest in esports had other people's involvement. So GGC is by another group of friends. Esports African is by another group of friends. Play Tony by another group of friends. And um, what do you call it? The Innovation Center is by another group of friends. So uh, it's, it's a bit spread. So I look to be the, the nodal point in all this uh, because then... I think because of my skill, my expertise, my geographical location, it helps in bringing content in and bringing contacts in because I'm also involved in other events in Europe. You know, I represent uh, East Post African News here. I attend seminars, depending on the seminar and depending on the event, I represent the organization. I am actually the strategic director for partnership for the eSports Association Ghana. So with the Commonwealth Games coming, it's my utmost responsibility to try and get the team across to Birmingham, making sure they're comfortable, they're safe and enjoy their, their, their experience here. So that is one of my major tasks for the next two months. No, one of the things I hear you say is uh, friends. And that's, that's, that's the way I think so many things so many things are built. So many things, uh, so many businesses are created. Yeah. You get a group, group of friends. And I think esports may lend itself to that more than a lot because friends are playing games. Yeah. So you have a shared connection of playing games. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's go, let's, 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 let's do something. Synergy. Because one of the things, yeah, one of the things I'm trying to always um, give others an idea of how they can create jobs. So, because a lot of people, you know, may be looking for jobs, but, the, you know, but we also want to talk to people that are creating jobs. So that's why it's really interesting to see how, you know, what your, um, what your progression oh. was there. We we're talking with, uh, Sagar Nair that, uh, from India and he was talking about, they did a, they, they have a, a new site, the times of esports, I believe. Yeah. And he said they learned some things there that were missing in the esports world. So they went out and created a company to fit that need. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's just building on itself there. You're talking about the Commonwealth Games. Can you talk a little bit more about, because we've talked with other people here about, uh, you know, the Olympics, should esports be in the Olympics? And you're you're right in the middle of the Commonwealth Games. Can you describe a little bit what the Commonwealth Games are and then what, how they, uh, how they are approaching esports? Right. So the Commonwealth Games, obviously, is uh, because of the Commonwealth uh, political umbrella that we're all part of, the, the, our history, our British history. So the, of every, every, every so often we have the Commonwealth tournament and people travel to other countries to participate. This year, the Global Esports Federation, in collaboration with the Commonwealth Esports uh, Consortium, have included esports in the Commonwealth Games. What it means is that people from Commonwealth countries can who are affiliated to, affiliated to the Global Esports Federation can participate in the Commonwealth Games, participate in Rocket League and uh, PES and um, uh, I can't remember the third the third game, but they, they've got they can participate in a, a number of tournaments in here. So the Ghana contingent is going to be selected in the coming weekend, twenty first May. 
Um, so there's a qualifiers um, on, on Saturday for that event. We're going to select a team for the, the categories. I think we are participating in Rocket League and Pairs in those categories. Um, once that is, selection is done, we're going to then move to the point where we need to get the guys here and then get them to participate, you know, competitively in, in, in the tournament. So the uh, the Commonwealth Games are, are in London then? Yeah, Birmingham, somewhere in the Midlands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then, yes, yeah, so I uh, years and years ago, I lived in Fiji in uh, the South Pacific. Yeah. And so, which so I I learned all kinds of things about uh, how the Commonwealth yeah. w- was uh, set up. So um, yeah. So are esports an, an official part of the Commonwealth Games or just another activity there? It's the official part of the official games. Wow, that's great. That's great. Now that's the, yeah, because uh, it seems like most people are interested in the Olympics. In I know we've talked to people in Asia yeah. about the Asian games yeah. coming up of having certain uh, certain titles there, and it's it's just like this line that gets crossed between. Well, this is kind of a spectator thing, yeah. or do these do these medals count? In the real metal count, yeah. sort of thing. It's, 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 I think at some point, some genres of esports will be clearly, uh, will be clearly easy to uh, assimilate into the into some of these tournaments because um, there's a, to- a game called Hado. I don't know if you've come across this. Hado is basically um, a rectangular page with VR sets, and you've got your um, there's there's a wearable tech, and you can see with the VR sets shield, aim, fire kind of thing. And it, it, it's moving like um, rugby, playing the rugby or American football, but you could, you're wearing a VR set. It's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So I think one, one of the games <laughs> that could possibly be a, a, a game like that would be the Hado game. Yeah, and a, a whole lot less dangerous than uh, being <laughs> in the middle of a rugby scrum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for, for those of us who are small. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the esports Africa news, yeah. because that, I think that's a really interesting project there. So the esports Africa news, it's a website, it's a platform to highlight esports on the African continent, Correct. which you helped found. C- can you describe a little bit more about it? What are the goals? What, what is, what's the objective? What do you want to accomplish with esports uh, Africa news? So this came about because, um, when we started, or when I got involved in esports with these group of people in Ghana, it was difficult because I was sat here. I couldn't see content from Africa. And now sat here trying to, you know, share YouTube, Twitter, all the socials. We couldn't get the content across. I approached a couple of people hoping to like or be interested in sharing African content. And they blatantly said, you know, it's nice stuff you're doing. However, our audience are not really into this that really got me thinking so I spoke to a group of friends and they were interested in doing that and because of my position here um you know every time i can retweet i can share i can uh, produce these content it will go further and we started off there and the idea is to to, to showcase anything and everything african in esports uh, to the world you know and so far i mean less than a year we're actually going to be a year next month in less than a year our reach is impressive i mean we've collaborated with major major events africa games week gamer the international um, esports tournament 
Uh, we're working in with Zimbabwe Esports Federation, Kenya Esports Federation, uh, Sierra Leone. We've got connections in Sierra Leone. Uh, we work with some guys at uh, Solo Esports in Senegal. I mean, across Africa, our reach is quite massive, and that's been done in less than twelve months. So, I mean, Kobe, who's our lead editor, he's he's done massive work for us in uh, on the continent. How, you know, it's just amazing when you think it's only been a year. It's like, wow, thanks, Ed, because I was watching some of your content with, uh, with the Gamer X, um, 10 Nation tournament. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that was really, you know, some really great content there. So how many people did you say work at Esports Africa News? Um, we've got permanent eight and then we've got some freelancers taking us to 11. Okay. And what is, what's the source of your stories? Where do you get most of the content? Cause I'm just picturing Af- Africa is a huge place. Correct. And there's all these things going on. Yeah. So how do you how do you source your stories from from our network? So from across um, Egypt, right down to South Africa, uh, to Kenya on the east, or Sierra Leone on the west, Senegal, Sierra Leone on the west. We've got loads of contact, and um, I think as we grew, we 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 just people just send us their content. You know, people are doing a lot of things, and they're not getting the visibility that they deserve. So all they do is send us an email that I'm doing this next month. Uh, do you want to cover it or do, do are you interested? Obviously, the answer is always yes. So either they send us the content or um, we, we interview them and then get the contents out of them. Um, we have traveled twice. Uh, so so uh, we've, we've been to Nigeria and then we've done um, another event in Ghana. Uh, I think in June they're going to Benin, but the latter part of the year is, is more busier because we've got Commonwealth Games, we've got Comic Con, we've got Bali, we've got uh, Istanbul, and then we've got Africa Games Week. So the latter part of the year will be quite a busy period for us to cover events across the continent. Yeah, that's all, all, all kinds of things. When are the Commonwealth Games? Commonwealth Games, 6th and 7th of August. So they should be here from the 1st of August. And then soon after that, they go to South Africa for Comic Con, and then um, in November they go to Turkey, Istanbul, and then they go to Bali for another event, and then the African Games Week in December back in South Africa. Great, right? So I, one of the things I didn't notice on your site there, I did notice on your site, was there were some advertisers showing up there. Um, so you, you do have advertising on the site, correct? No, yet. No, yeah. Which ones specifically? Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't have them here oh, okay, in front okay. of me. But I, no, so we don't have but, advertisers at the moment. If any any organization is, is advertised there, like Play Tony or Balawa Studios, there are people we're working with trying to promote them. So there are esports um, organizations who are probably friends or promoting a, a particular event, and then we work with them. At the moment, we are not... Um, well, we've not taken paid advertisements yet. We've just run this by ourselves at the moment. Oh, oh got it, got it. The, it. Sometimes, I mean, some of the placement look like advertising, which to me is a good thing. It look, makes it look more, I mean, it's just like a sponsorship on a on a podcast, which we don't have any. But it's like it, it adds some credibility yeah. to uh, to it there. The other thing is I uh, your journey on getting advertisers oh. is going to be very similar to any esports organization looking for sponsors. Correct. It's going to be the same kind of, of, of people out there. So that, yeah. that, that's, that's going to be interesting to watch. Oh. One of the things I was curious about, B 
because of all the different cultures oh. in Africa oh. and even the different languages, oh. because I noticed some of, some of your, uh, uh, um, on air talent yeah. talking at the, at Gamer X. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, so many of the, of the teams were speaking French. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, you know, that, that complicates things right there. Correct. So could you talk a little bit about how do you approach differences in language and differences in culture for the kind of content that you're producing? Um, I think language is just, um, uh, what do you call it? It's theoretical because, uh, apart from the fact that Kobe speaks a bit of French, I can understand a bit of French and then respond in English. Uh, some of the team members do understand French, but will respond in English. But apart from that, I think the whole communication thing doesn't have to be verbal because, um, you know, they've got the culture is, different but similar so once you can engage with each other and the platform on which we engage in is gaming so either we're going to talk about games or we're going to talk about items associated with gaming so it's it's not difficult i don't think we face much difficulty with the language as, as yet i mean we we interviewed um solo esports uh from senegal and they spoke pure french with no english and uh, we sent their leader baba Diof, speaks a bit of English. So we send them the, the questions and they, they record in French and then we transcribe, you know, so there's the ways and means of getting around it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we were talking to some people in Southeast Asia and they were saying, uh, you know, uh, subtitles, they said that what they use more than anything else, they th said, because in Southeast Asia, there's what he was saying in the Philippines, there's literally a thousand languages. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it, local languages, yeah. but even from different countries, it's like not just every, and everyone's just gotten used to using subtitles. Correct. Um, but, but I guess what the, the answer I was really fishing for is one you gave. Everyone's playing games yeah. and that's the same culture yeah. across the board here. One of the things I wanted to talk with you a little bit in more detail, because I've heard that you're a really big supporter of local ownership. Absolutely. Esports organizations. Absolutely. And I think that's a great thing. And I'd like to hear more about what what do you what do you what do you mean when you're saying local ownership? I just think we don't believe in ourselves enough to be able to to punch above our weight. You know, we can come to the table as who we are instead of coming in as supporters. You know, we've done this by us without any foreign investment, financial support. And I don't see anything wrong with it. Why can't we do it? You know, why is everyone waiting for um, a big VC to, to pump in money? If we can do it by ourselves, we don't have to wait for a VC to do it. We can, if we can do it by ourselves. I'm not saying the VCs are bad in any way, but I just want people to believe in themselves in the sense that you don't have to wait for it. Just do it. Wherever you are, keep working at it. If the VCs come your way, they will come your way. And even if they come your way whilst you're working at it, you are coming to the table with a a bigger a bigger demand or a stronger a stronger demand than uh, when they come at you right. You know, at the early stage where you're still not structurally stable. So um, yeah, because it seems like there. What I've come across is there's a lot of VC money in Africa that is sourced in Africa. And, and I think that that, that's, yeah, that, that, that that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, cause, cause that, uh, people are, are, are more vested in their, 
in their culture, in their world yeah. than that. Do you see more local ownership happening or do you see less of it happening? Do you see more foreign investment coming in? I want to say if I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, no, here. I, I just, I just think, I, want them I, I to think believe. it's a really interesting. I want them to believe in themselves and, and, and participate in it. You know, it's, it's quite risky. You know, esports is quite risky on the continent. It's not your traditional investment, you know, what's esports. What if, you know, it's not a traditional investment. So people are not quite risk averse with that, you know, but it's easy for a VC to come in because they can sell it across the continents to the ready-made markets, Asia, Europe, Americas, because they can, that's where the big competition is. So you can bring the world together on the biggest platform and, and create it. But with Africa, the world is not coming there, but this is what we're trying to change where for example, with the Esports Innovation Center, hopefully, if it does come about, it's going to be a big auditorium, like the Gamer event where Gamer was able to bring 10 African nations together. You know, same can be done in uh, South Africa, same can be done in Ghana, and uh, we'll bring the world to Africa. You know, why not? We don't always have to play international um, events in, in Europe, America, or Asia. Why not? It can, be, it can be done in Africa. You know, the World Cup has only come to South Africa once. Why should that be the case? You know, I think Ghana should be the next place to be hosting a, an international tournament and probably will be the people to bring it together. I think it's great. I think it's great. It's like uh, one of the things I was talking with some people at, uh, at Gamer earlier, and what I said, what my advice to them, not being African, obviously, oh. was to always lead with your culture. It's like one of the things that you guys have there that other people don't have when it comes to esports is, is the culture. And it's, it's just, it's just, it, I think it, in, in a way, it goes back to your idea of, you know, play to your strengths. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think it's great. I mean, the potential is massive. I mean, I, I, I think maybe because I'm sat here, I can see the potential better than a lot of people. You know, sometimes you see your horizon, you're limited by your horizon. You know, if you can see beyond your, 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 your nose, you, you should have can't appreciate it. But I can see massive potential on the continent and I just can't wait to, you know, showcase it. To make it happen. It will happen. It's just a matter of time. It yeah. Will. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing from you. You're going to, you're going to be right in there. Yeah. Uh, making it happen. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of times people, people, I hear people say that Africa is left out of esports. Do you think that's the yep. case? Yep. 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 I've had a few debates on LinkedIn on, on, in, in that regard where, but it's led to great friendship. It's good. It's led to great friendship because one particular debate I started was, uh, um, a, a dance tournament that, uh, was happening. And then the, the, the nice chap, Daniel, got in touch. So now Esports Africa News is delivering, um, uh, just dance. The African version of Just Dance um, next month, and that will then go into a world event where Europe, America, Asia, and Australia will also perform. So, you know, we just need to challenge the status quo. I mean, why would you have a world event and only have Asia and America and Europe in it? What does that mean? You know, I cannot understand how people can brand an event, a world event, without Africa. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And for me, I will always challenge that status quo. How do you how do you make that change? Engaging, engaging with it with it with whoever is posted that event as uh, a world event. The question is why is Africa not in in, in in the list? Obviously, people the gaming will understand it because 
oh, can you get your team together? Yeah, we can get a team together. What genre of game do you want? Pairs, FIFA, Call of Duty, you name it, we'll get people across, right? Yeah, we've got challenges with servers, pings, and everything else. Yes, but if we want to make it, we will make it happen. We're not probably be the best, but we will be there. I mean, we definitely need to be at the table. There's no two ways about it. We've got to be at the table. If not, it's not a world event for me. Nah, I think I think it makes sense. One of the things back to Fiji. When I was living in Fiji, and it's still that today, it's still the same today. Yeah. There's seven aside rugby teams. Yeah, we're like world world class, and they're like, how do they always have the number one seven aside rugby team? I mean, they've won gold medals. They've, I mean, it's a little tiny place. Yeah, I mean, how can they do that? Well, they just decided that hey, this is something they're going to excel at, and you know, made, made things happen. Even the even the female one, uh, female seven aside, I believe, won the bronze medal. Yeah, I mean, um, it can be done. Time. So, yes. Yes. It can be. So do you, do you see, do you see, um, I want to talk for a minute about mobile, mobile, um, esports. Do you see mobile as being the future? Because this is something that we talked with Kwesi on their first episode, Kwesi and Kofi Sika from Senegal. Yeah. And, and, and Kwesi said, you can quote me, mobile is not the future of esports in Africa. So what's your take? Is, is mobile the, the future of esports in Africa? I would say it is. Um, where the, the, the mobile is not just with the phones, but I mean, it's with VR and, um, wearable tech. So when you talk about mo- when I talk about mobile, I don't just look at phones. I look at VR and wearable tech because, um, um, I, yeah, again, from my advantage of being in the West and seeing what, um, I can see here, um, like that game I described for you, the, the Halo game, it, it, it's really interesting. And you can tell that I'm interested in it and I'm interested in taking it home at some point, you know, because it, it will get seven people in a game every day. I mean, the same boys we play with, you know, we can we can form a team and then, you know, play play a game like that. So for me, VR, wearable tech, uh, AR, it's, it's just going to be definitely mobile. It's going to be the thing. Yes, there will be challenges. Yes, there will be cost issues. Yes, there will be the network issues, but it will penetrate. The thing is, there are different layers of um, reviewing this. So politically, Africa is growing and developing. Socially, we've got a very big uh, middle income generation. And then um, in terms of uh, what statistics, the, 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 it's a youthful world out there. So the people who are going to be on their mobile, the people who are going to be moving about more, in fact, being on their mobile as in technology and mobile as in moving about are all there. You know, they're going to crisscross the continents. We've got, with the help of the Chinese, we've got trains across the continents. You know, people are open, we've got open passports to a lot, a lot more African countries. You know, people are working from different areas. So for me, I just think it's a, it's a non-starter for Africa that soon and very soon, if not in the next year, we're going to be seeing a lot of, um, changes happening. You know, with the new fiber optic across the, 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 the Atlantic Sea as well. I mean, it's just going to be massive. It's a matter of time. That's why I'm more interested as well in Africans taking advantage of these local things. I mean, let's home grow. You know, I like America because we, we, we are always, Americans are always looking at what is in for America. 
who are the Americans doing this? You know, you've got to be American because everything you do, you wear the, you wear the, 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 the flag and that's it. So if I'm Ghanaian, I'm Nigerian, I'm Togolese, I'm South African, I'm Kenya, I'm asking myself, I need to do this for Kenya. I need to do this for Sierra Leone. I need to do this for South Africa, you know, and then we're doing for Africa rather than waiting for others to come and do it for us. I, I don't, I don't quite subscribe to that, you know. I subscribe to, you know, let's do it. We can do it and we get on with it. No, I think that's a, it's a great, uh, great approach, a great approach to it. It's like the, if, if you wait for other people to do it for you, you could be waiting a long time yeah. and probably disappointed with the result. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, doing it for yourself. What, what about, um, esports organizations? I've heard you talk about you know, some of the federations. I know that there are governmental organizations, there's world organizations. Oh. What role do you see them playing in helping esports grow? You know, like everything else, we always have the 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 flight mode, and then the fright and flight mode, and then we calm down, and then we 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 find a middle ground. I mean, at the moment, we've got about seven world organizations, five to seven world organizations. Every continent has got its about another three or four organizations. You know, I don't have a problem with with them at the moment, but I just think at some point in time, we need to come together and reduce the number of world organizations managing it um, because it doesn't augur well for the development of the, of, of the space, you know, global esports federation, international esports federation, they're all doing the same thing. We are sort of, um, we're drying up the resources, you know, we could, like like boxing, you know, we could actually come together and form one federation that looks after probably different genres of, of esports specifically so that we can develop those genres of esports. I mean, there are lo- lots of people involved in esports. You've got the game developers themselves, you've got the athletes, you've got the organizations. So that, that there's help needed in structuring these and a lot of these uh, investments, you know, some have gone down, some are not making money. I mean, we've heard of people running businesses for what, over a year and then making huge losses because it's still in, in the infant stages in, in some areas. So I just think at some point, all these world organizations will have to merge and reduce to, to two or three so we can all sort of develop the space, even in Africa as well. What about uh, organizations within a country? So um, are, do they play a valuable role? Yeah. So, like, so organization within the country, we've got like private businesses. Is that what you're referring to? I, what I'm thinking is one of the things I'm hearing you talk about is the the global federations, the global organizations. Yeah. And then, but and and the issue of consolidation there or spreading resources too thin. But for the federations, the organizations within a country, yeah. That uh, the the not uh, the government coming in and helping out with esports. Do you think that's a good thing? Yes, because um, it is, we need a structure, you know, everything that is coordinated at the highest level helps secure the future of the, of the industry in the sense that um, if we don't have less legislature uh, incorporating esports as a, as a, a recognized sport, then, once businesses are being developed in that industry, they're not recognized by other industries to be able to support their growth. Because it's, I don't like Ghana's got the, 
uh, esports recognized. And last weekend we had the esports team uh, picking up their their athletes for the e FIFA World Cup. It's recognized now. Once businesses are going out to say, my team is an esports team. We play in the in the Ghana e Trophy League or X Y Z League. You know, it's recognized. Other businesses, if they've got the right setup, other businesses will support them in investments and sponsorship, and then it grows from there. Whereas if it's not recognized, obviously it becomes more like a, a side business and it's not properly um, structured and invested in and, you know, it goes downhill from there. So I think, yeah, government's getting involved insofar as it's just policy and not actually um, putting in too many restrictions uh, to these. Because it's, it's, an, it's um, an industry that needs creativity. We cannot put too many um, legal or other restrictions on them. It needs to, to leave it wide open so people can be creative with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that makes sense. That because, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be different for each country, and also you know in different parts of the world. The uh, the the importance of what the government can do oh. is going to be uh, uh, you know uh, can be a uh, a lot different out there. So. Um, no, I th- this is this is a great conversation because one of the things that I also wanted to talk about is sponsorship. When you're talking about the the, the teams, for example, uh-huh. that you are a part of, uh-huh. where do you um, where do you find sponsors? So, um, obviously, it's the network. So I think I have been uh, fortunate enough to have a, a generation of friends who are uh, in some well-to-do positions, so it's the networking. It's not masses of sponsorship, but sometimes you just need um, you just need some price money, so you just need some uh, gadgets to give away. That softens the, 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 the cost of delivering the projects, but in general sponsorship is difficult. So like when the, when the, when the team goes to the Commonwealth Games, will they be sponsored, or does the Commonwealth Games pick up the tab for that? No, so part of it will be sponsored by us. The Ghana Esports Association. So that will be some of us trying to rally around and get uh, sponsorship from organizations to, to, to support the, the team coming here and having a um, participate in the event. Okay, great. Hey, you know, I um, don't want to take all your time here. I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time that's here great. to talk to us yeah, that's great. today. That's great. Cause, because you're one of the few people that we're talking to that has been on the ground creating the jobs. And that's, I mean, it, you know, you're not talking about hundreds and hundreds of jobs, but that doesn't, but, but that one job that you created for that one person makes a difference to them. And so that's what we're, uh, we're always looking for. So if people are looking for, for learning more about you, um, it sounds like LinkedIn is the place to connect. Correct. Absolutely. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, I'm I'm always looking for co- new connections, and I think I, I engage a bit with your with your post. I quite like reading your post, and uh, I think I, I commented. My first uh, notice of you was uh, when I commented on one or two of your of your posts because I, I I did share my view on them, and then from there I could have noticed a lot of your posts from. Well, one of the things I liked was that you're one of the few people that will say um, contradictory things. Most people would would you would you reply to a post? It's like, oh, that's great, yeah, for, thanks for posting, and you're like, well, I think this. Yes, I think that was the first one. I had your feedback. It's which I think is great. That's 
that, that's exactly because I think, well, there was one I was talking about streaming companies. And you were like, yeah, but this is like, uh, you, had a, you had a different take on it. Yes. And that's, that's fine. Yes. Uh, I, I will definitely support the African, anything African because we, we, we are, we are lacking. And um, when, when I, I don't get the right um, take on African perspective or people having their opinion on the African perspective, which is not, half the time it's not true because I've got experience on the continent and I know what is happening on the continent. So it, it's important that some of us come out and say exactly what it is rather than having people share opinions which are more theoretical than reality. No, I think it's, it's, I think it's very important. I mean, for people to share their opinions. Cause it's like, like I always tell people, it's like, I really am disappointed in your ability to read my mind. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, you know, Hey, it's like, you know, Unless you tell me what you think, I, I just don't know what uh, what what is going on there. Yes. So, uh, okay. Well, hey, I, again, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time here. I invite everyone to subscribe to this podcast wherever yes. you watch podcasts, where, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media, and that way you will know when the next episode shows up. We're going to be talking to about how esports organizations can create jobs anywhere in the world. Great. And we have some more great great guests coming up that great. you don't want to miss. Great. I think so. I really uh, appreciate. Can, can I get this sent to us, and then we'll we'll put it on the on the site on the socials as well. You, you, I'll, you, I'll get it. To you me. have no idea. You have no idea what Reggie is capable of. <laughs> so yes, you will definitely be getting uh, yeah. getting some information there. And, and anything we are because, like, like I said at the beginning, I I'm not the expert here. Mm. What I'm trying to do is to set it up for other people to tell their stories. Oh. So that's why it's great. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you know of other people that could be, could fit in there, that would be, that would be great as well. So again, for everyone listening, thanks for listening. This is the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Play games, create jobs, change lives. Thanks for listening. Thank you.